Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What up, what up, though? It's your boy, Reggie Watkins, and you are listening to I'm Probably Right. Rate us, review us, subscribe, comment, but don't be hating. We don't need to hate, especially on a day like this. I'm already feeling bad because it's yesterday. But my man, Kevin Cleland, is running the boards, engineering, producing. Kevin, what's cracking, baby? Yo, Reggie, I am doing good. Uh, but yes, with the uh, NBA Finals over last night, um, we're hitting a very dark period for me in sports. Uh, no basketball, no football, just two months of waiting. <laughs> yeah, man, we this, this is the dead period for for the fans of of the uh, of the real sports. I mean, you know, I'm 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 not gonna say it. Baseball is a sport, but it's just not. It don't get the love the NBA and, and NFL does. No way. Man. You know what I mean? Like, I'm 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 just not as excited to sit down and watch nine innings of baseball as I am to see four quarters of basketball or four quarters of football. Um. So today. Yeah, we're going to talk about that dead period. It's a dead period for me, too, because I don't know. I think I've talked about it on the show. Maybe we've talked about it, Kevin. Um, I was the voice of the NBA promos this entire season. And I did my last one, uh, I believe it was two days ago, for a possible Game 7. Now we ain't got the Game 7. I still got paid. But, uh, yeah, we're done for the whole season, and those checks were nice. So hopefully we get season two. Let's put that in the air. All y'all out there listening, pray for your brother to get the next season of the NBA promos. But I digress. We are going to talk about game seven. Uh, no, I'm sorry, game six of the NBA finals. Uh, we're also going to talk about Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes. Got a little bit of a little war of words going on, if you shall say. But first up. So, the Warriors are your 2022 NBA champions, and I'm mad as hell because I picked almost everything against them all season long to the detriment of my bank account and to my nerves because I got friends and people to just run their mouth talking all the time. And here's the thing. The show is called I'm Probably Right. Why do you think the show is called I'm Probably Right, Kevin? Uh, Most of the time you're right, but occasionally you can be wrong. Exactly. And when I say I'm probably right, that usually means I'm right, damn it. And with that comes to a certain level of being a know-it-all, as some would say. And you can call me that. I would call myself that. I am a know-it-all at certain things. And so when you are a know-it-all, people can't wait for you not to know something, right? They can't wait for you to be wrong on something. They sit up at night with bated breath, hoping that you are wrong about something soon so they can throw it in your face. And before this series started, I had a couple of hard line takes that I had about the NBA and the Warriors in particular. Let's stick with the Warriors if if we'll do this first. Um, I didn't think they could win. One, because Klay Thompson is just coming back from a torn Achilles and a torn ACL. I didn't think he'd be ready to fully exert himself through a whole playoffs 
and get to the finals and have to guard the likes of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown on consecutive games possessions, right? Um, Draymond Green had become self-check. Literally would not look at the basket. Like, all you when you played the Warriors and Draymond Green, you knew that he was either going to dribble, pass, or dribble and pass. There was not going to be a shot. You did not have to defend him for a shot at all. Liability. Had the Warriors playing four on five for most of the game. And the biggest reason I did not think that the Warriors could win an NBA championship was because their best player was 6-3 and relies on the toughest shot in the game for him to be successful. Um... It hasn't happened since 1989, 1990 with the Detroit Pistons and Isaiah Thomas. Other than that, there has been no championship won by a team with their best player being under 6'3". Just doesn't happen. Hell, I, I would even go further and say uh, under 6'6". Six, six, right? It just don't go down that way just because of science, physics, and that's the way the game goes. But the Warriors won a championship. They did that. Steph Curry got himself an MVP. He did that. And I got nothing else to say about him. I mean, now, we could talk about the legacy. People were talking about this all week, the legacy of Steph, of Steph Curry. Is he top 10 now? Is he top 10 now? And I hate when people do that because the chips don't mean that you become – they don't move you into top 10. One chip is enough. You won a championship. You won a championship. That's enough. I don't need you to have multiple multiples to decide if you're better than another player. Just because another player has more rings than you doesn't mean they're better than you. It just means they happen to be on better teams than you. Things worked out a little better for them along their career. But if you got a chip, we can stop with the extra chips that move you up and move you down. And so I've never had Steph Curry in my top 10 to begin with because the simple fact is you can't be on my top 10 if you're the mark on defense and what do i mean by mark i mean they are trying to search you out because they want you defending anybody they got with the ball that is steph curry on the warriors he is the guy that on defense you search for you screen for you put him in all the action because you want that dude guarding somebody because he's not that good at guarding but he did that in these championships. He played way better defense than you've seen him play in a while. And most, a lot of that comes from experience, learning when and where to take his chances and try to steal balls, when and where to not overexert himself, when and where to take and not take fouls, which is a big thing that happened in this series where people were in foul trouble because they just weren't being smart with their fouls. And he did it. He got his MVP this, this, this season, but that doesn't move me into he's my top 10 because who am I taking out? And if we want to keep it real, right? I mean, I, I, let's, let's go through. Let me, let me see. Let me get my top 10. We got number one, LeBron, of course. Number two, yeah, MJ Kareem, right? I go Magic Johnson number four. And I think we talked about this earlier. To me, I have put Giannis up there at number five. I've seen enough. He is one of the greatest players of all time, one of the most dominant players of all time, and does everything on a basketball court and never takes plays off. I love the dude. He's phenomenal, insane. That's my five, right? Okay, then we go past my five. Hakeem. 
And don't tell me. I, I, I was arguing people this week talking about Hakeem Olajuwon. I don't know if I got it. I mean, Hakeem Olajuwon is the second greatest center after Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Period. End of discussion. Magic Johnson. Larry Bird. That's seven right there, right? And if anybody tries to say you're taking Larry Bird out for Steph Curry, are you out of your mind? Are you crazy smoking crack rocks? Not happening. Do you have KD in there? I have KD in my top 10. KD is one of the most unstoppable offensive forces we've ever seen. A seven-footer with handles and the one of the fastest shots releases ever. And can play defense because he's seven feet tall. Ridiculous. Eight, right? Shaquille O'Neal, most dominant player maybe of all time. Ridiculous. Shaq Nasty, Shaq Monster, that's nine. And then if you want to go back to your black and white TV, Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain, right? I mean, hey, Tim Duncan. And that's already right there for me. That's already 12, right? Is it 12 or 13? 12 or 13. I haven't even mentioned Kobe Bryant, who a lot of people have them in his top 10. I don't have him in my top 10. But I think he's above Steph. So Steph ain't even in my top 13. Just because of the nature of the game. You've got to be able to play both sides. And he doesn't play both sides. I think he gets the credit that he deserves. He's a dope player. But we don't have to go overboard just because the man won another championship. It's a great story. It's very dope. Doesn't change the fact that he's not on the same class of these two-way players which is what I value in basketball. If you value just scoring and shooting and the, the, and the, the, the difficulty of shooting, that's one thing. I value both sides of the ball because that's where basketball is played. So Steph proved me wrong. Ish. Right? Ish. Because this, none of this would have happened if the Celtics had actually shown up to play some damn ball. They came out in game one, stole one in, in, uh, in Golden State, right? Lost in game two. Went back to, to Boston, won game three, and lost game four. Went to San Francisco, lost game five, went back home to game six, lost game six. They lost three games in a row. And why did they lose three games in a row? Because their best player got them to the finals. And this is something that, that people are, are getting lost on Jason Tatum. Because all we do is zero in on what happened in the moment and how it's going right now. Oh, Jason said, we were ready to anoint him as a superstar. He is a he this this dude's a superstar. He's a superstar that's 24 years old, led an NBA team to the finals. They started out 25 and 25 this season and finished with the second best record in the East. He led them past Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and the Nets, right? Then he led them past uh Giannis and the Bucks, the reigning champions. Then he led the the Celtics past Miami Heat who were the home court advantage favorites got to the finals and found out that it's harder up here every round gets harder you got to the finals and you played against a team that is already a squad that's got dudes who've won three of these they've been here done that and you're 24 the man is 24 years old led a team to the NBA finals and got humbled so for perspective, who else has done that? Let's take a second and think about that. Who else has been 24 and been the best player on their team and led them to an NBA Finals? 
Need the answer? It's LeBron James. Jason Tatum is one of the youngest dude besides like Magic Johnson, but Magic Johnson was with the Lakers and he wasn't even better than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He wasn't, he wasn't the best player on that team. That was Kareem. Jason Tatum as the best player on this team, led them to the finals, got there and got humbled and found out, yo, I got to do something else because he looked awful. Just got awful. Could not hit a shot. His, his, it, yo, and what, here's the thing. Jason Tatum makes it so much harder on himself because he takes these hard shots. Because where is he from? He's from the Mamba Mentality School where, yo, baby, put hey, I'll, I'll get the shot off somehow. I'll do it. I'll do what I got to do. And that's what had the Celtics in trouble earlier in the season is they was doing so too much of this one-on-one. Him and Jalen Brown going one-on-one trying to trying to take over the games. And it's my turn to score. My turn to score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, in the playoffs, you've got to be a cohesive team and you've got to be able to move the ball around. You've got to trust that these dudes are going to make shots. But what was happening is they're passing it to dudes who weren't making shots. Down the stretch, Grant Williams stopped making the threes. Derek White looked atrocious. And I got to tell you how much, okay, let's just think, talk about this. Marcus Smart is on their team, okay? Marcus Smart's salary coming up this coming year, $17.2 million. Derek White is about to make sixteen point nine. Derek White. The dude who couldn't, uh, after after game one, couldn't hit a shot and couldn't guard anybody to save his life. That dude is making $17 million next year. They just, they, they just, they ran out of good players and they ran out of, they just ran out of, of energy. Like you've got, and, and, and experience. They got these young dudes who've never been here before trying to navigate how to get this done all while still having young dude game. They're not mature enough to understand that, yo, I got to pick and choose my spots and I got to get easier buckets. Taking all these threes and these fadeaways that are coming up short, that's not an easy bucket. The, the Warriors will live with that. So I think this summer is about to be a long, cruel summer for Jason Tatum, which sometimes that's what you need to go through, right? You had to see Kobe Bryant airball those threes in Utah for him to go home and realize, I never want to feel like that again. LeBron had to go through the, the, the finals against the Mavericks, I think 2010, where he was just frozen in the fourth quarter, would not touch the ball. And then the next year he came back and it looked like he was Neo in the Matrix because he had figured out the NBA and he was r- insane. It takes that. It takes Giannis losing, getting swept by the heat and, uh, in the bubble and then coming back and figuring out the next year what it takes to be a champion and going through it and getting it done. It takes that. But for the Celtics, it's also going to take them getting a damn point guard or Jason Tatum coming back next summer and really being the dude that knows how to facilitate and get everybody else the ball. Because that's what they were lacking. They were lacking a floor general, somebody to tell these dudes, hey, stop turning the ball over. Hey, I got the ball. You guys just get over here. Hey, Tatum, get down there in the post. Let me get you an easy bucket. Brown, let me hit the, set up this pick and roll for you. You know what I'm saying? Let's get this action going. They needed somebody. And Marcus Smart, defensive player of the year, dope on that end. But that dude should not be running your team if you're trying to win a championship. You're not winning a championship with Marcus Smart as your primary ball handler and playmaker. That just ain't what it's going to be. And, and, and Jason Tatum ain't experienced enough and old enough to be that for you yet. It's coming. It is coming. And I have people asking me, like, so is Jason Tatum in your top five anymore? If he was already in my top five when I put him there, how am I going to take him out now when he's the one in my top five that lasted the longest? Right? 
So just because some them other dudes ain't have a chance to show us whether or not they should still be in the top five or not. Jason Tatum was the only dude playing that I had in the top five. And so, yes, if I still have to go into a season and there's five players that I got to take, and, and Tatum was on the bubble but got in because I had to move Embiid out because I felt like he just got a little too soft for me in the playoffs. But Jason Tatum, no, make no mistake about it, and there's no – he. He's first-team All-NBA for a reason. And every GM in the league would line up and give whatever they could give to get that dude. He's 6'9", can handle, shoot, drive, play defense. He's a monster. All he needs is to get his efficiency up, right? And that's the thing. That's the thing with the Kobe guys, because even when people talk about Kobe, Kobe just wasn't efficient. Kobe shot a lot of shots, and he made a lot of bad shots. But that's what made people love him, but that's also what drove people crazy. That dude would take so many shots and miss so many shots. He's the all-time missed shot leader in the NBA. God rest the dead. I'm not trying to speak ill of the man. I'm just telling, telling you what it is. And when these dudes come up trying to be like Kobe in the mama mentality, those are the dudes who end up being inefficient all the time, trying to take all the shots. So Jason Tatum has to, you know, and what he needs to do, I found out this morning that Jason Tatum was working out with Andrew Wiggins. And Andrew Wiggins had a monster series for a dude that we all thought was a bust, a bum. He came back from the depths of all that, made an all-star team this year, and got to the finals and put the clamps on Jason Tatum. The clamps. And I heard that him and Jason Tatum work out with the same trainer in the offseason. Uh, and... After I heard that, Jason Tatum need to leave him on red. Anytime Wiggins hits him up talking about, hey, you want to work out, don't even respond, dog. Because he took that, he he took everything y'all did in the summer and brought it to these finals and locked you up. Knew where you was going, knew what you was doing, couldn't get around him, couldn't get through him, nothing. Wiggins, as much as Steph deserves this MVP, because let's keep it real. Steph had a a really good game one in the first quarter the rest of the game he was nowhere to be found game two he came back had a good game game three uh game four amazing game five trash game six good game he won the mvp because nobody else was there to take it right nobody on the celtics was there to really do anything they didn't win the series of course they didn't win the mvp and andrew wiggins just did his job a little bit better than he normally does, and so that helped them win these games. But where do they go from here? Where do the Warriors go next? Because I don't know if y'all know this, but the Warriors, this is the most expensive finals team ever. Ever. The Warriors payroll this year, $175.8 million. The luxury tax, 100. 70.3 they basically doubled they had to pay double the payroll for this championship and by comparison look at the other teams the brooklyn nets payroll 169 million luxury tax 97 the clippers 166 payroll 83 luxury the bucks 160 payroll 58 luxury that they're 80 <laughs> they're 73 million above the luxury tax to the next closest team. That's insane. But what it also speaks to is the fact that their owners understand, yo, it costs money to make money and it costs money to win championships. So they're, yo, 
this is what you're supposed to do. You don't get a, you don't buy these damn teams unless you just a, a, a cheap miser. You're not buying these teams to just sit around and make the money. Like some people, some people do that, and that's what you end up with. Like the Kings, right? The the Sacramento Kings, um, the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Mem- you know hell, Memphis Grizzlies are getting the bang for their buck, but they ain't going over no luxury tax. They're never going to go over the luxury tax. Oklahoma City's never going over the luxury tax. Not going to happen. The Wizards are never going over the luxury tax. You're not going to get these teams are never going to win, ever, ever, ever going to win. So kudos to the to the Warriors for being like, yo, we just want to win. We'll make the money. You know, the Chase Center costs, I think, it's the most expensive stadium in the NBA. And they're like, yo, we're we're out here in the tech, the world of tech. We'll just keep printing money and we'll keep on paying these players to do what they do. They got some decisions to make, right? They got Andrew Wiggins coming back next year, and he's making thirty three million. It's his last year of his deal. Are they going to re-sign him to an extension? Because they can, but are you? He's making $33 million next year. Are you going to raise Andrew Wiggins up to $40 million a year? Andrew Wiggins? You got Jordan Poole, who is in the last, he's, next year is the last year of his rookie deal, $3.9 million. That dude was their third leading, their third best player this year. Hell, their second best player this year. He's going to have to get a deal. They got to pay him. What do you give him? He's going to have to get, I mean, hell, last year, this past year, Lonzo Ball got a free agent deal for, he's making $25 million per. Jordan Poole's got to get $25 million. I mean, at least $25 million. Klay Thompson making forty. million. Steph making forty-eight. million. Draymond Green at twenty-five, and then he's got another year at twenty-seven and 23, 24. And I don't know what you do with that. Do you just keep him around? Because he's just going to get worse. He's going to get worse because he's a small dude already who's playing amongst the bigs, and he gives you all the energy that he's got. But, man, he's been doing this for a minute, doing this for a minute. His shot is gone. His his offense is non-existent. He still plays a little D for you, but how much are you going to take him screaming at the refs every game, being disruptive all the time? Uh, how much are you going to take of it? Now, you won the championship, so you probably earned himself a little goodwill for another year. But, man, that dude was unplayable at certain times during this series. Do you pay a dude? You have a dude come back for 25 mil? And Clay, he's got two more years at 40 and 43 million. And that dude is not the same Clay. He is not a $40 million player. You are paying for the ghost of Clay Thompson. I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't know what they do. But they got a squad and they're going to get, uh, they're going to get, uh, what's his name back? Uh, oh boy, the, the, James Wiseman, the center, he's coming back, who's been out all year. Kevon Looney is a free agent. They can lose him if, as long as Wiseman's around to play. Or do they pay Kevon Looney? They got all the money in the world, and they just paid, went over the luxury tax. They could do it all again. Keep doing it. The Celtics, where do they go next year? Right? Um, Jason Tatum is locked up through 25-26. Jalen Brown's locked up through the next two seasons. Al Horford. Making twenty six million, but that dude looked like he should be in a wheelchair as this series went down, because I mean he's their big man. They had Clay Thompson guarding Al Horford. How did they get away with that? Because Al Horford, for some reason, thought that he was Steph Curry after the first game and just started shooting threes. Did not go to the paint. Looked like he could barely run out there. And I think he's what thirty seven years old. You can't expect that dude to come back and ball for you the way that he's been doing. He's it's just gonna get worse and worse. But he's got another year on his contract. Marcus Smart is signed through twenty five twenty six. They got to do something with that. 
because he can't be your primary guy. We just talked about this. They got to figure something out. Derek White is coming back. Robert Williams is coming back. Grant Williams. That's a big one because that dude is, okay, this is the thing about Grant Williams. If Grant Williams, he's already a light-skinned brother, right? If Grant Williams was a white brother, he would be the Boston fan favorite of the decade. Right. He would be that dude because that's what Boston does. If they got a white boy that can play a little bit like Daniel Tice. Yo, man, that dude is golden. And Grant Williams is the dirty hustle player that the Celtics love, love, love. And if he was not uh, the same hue that Grant Williams is, they would love him even more. But he's a fan favorite. He ain't the fan favorite, but he's a fan favorite. And so what are you going to do with that dude? He's got $4.3 million on this contract coming up this year. They're going to have to restructure and re-sign him. How much money do you give a guy like that? What do you do? Or do you have to trade him, right? And what happens with Jason Tatum? Does he go? And and and, and I saw a meme the other day because after uh, there was game seven against the Heat, Jason Tatum shared the screenshot of him texting Kobe and saying, I got you today. And, you know, Kobe is is passed away and he didn't respond but he posted that saying he talked to he was talking to Kobe and he channeled Kobe for game seven he came out and balled right and then I saw a meme today where they, they saw the same thing I got you today he texted Kobe and Kobe said lose my number you trash <laughs> what is going to happen this summer is he going to go in the lab and come back with a new skill set is he going to come back sharper more mentally aware just better prepared more more durable what's going to happen i'm i'm so excited to see where this dude goes after this season but we had a great nba finals i mean i enjoyed it six games i thought it was going to go six for the celtics ended up going six for the warriors you know what i'm saying so i was wrong about that i'll take that hope y'all sleep well at night enjoy it because football season coming and i'm probably right about that So, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to the the news. You know, besides the NBA Finals, you know, we you know we, it's NFL mini camp time and your mandatory mandatory camp time and all that stuff. And so you got you know a little bit of you know little nuggets come out here and there of things that are going on in these camps and people talking and whatever. I mean, the biggest news right now is Deshaun Watson and uh, damn, I think now it's up to twenty six uh, assault cases have have been thrown at him. Um, he came out and denied all of that again and said he didn't do anything and has never done anything. And he's looking to get, you know, his name cleared and get out there and win something with the Cleveland Browns. And and I hope that they're I hope he's right. I hope they're right, because, boy, the Cleveland Browns look like they are going to be the dumbest franchise of all time. If they set the market for quarterback pay with this dude and he don't even get to play for a whole season. We'll see about that. Then we got Lamar Jackson. Um, Lamar Jackson of the, the Ravens, who does not have an agent. He just has his mama and some people working to be his representatives, which, yeah, hey, you don't need an agent, but you need an agent. Man, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't be reading all these damn uh, contracts and papers, and I don't know all the words and all that stuff. That's what you have an agent for, to do all that stuff for you. But, hey, maybe Lamar has somebody on his team that's doing that for him. Um, I just hope he gets it done because that dude is at their little mini camp, um, and their training camp is going to start 
uh, soon. I think yeah, training camp going to start soon. And that dude should not be showing up to do anything where there's contact or he got to walk on a Ravens facility, ground, ankle, anything could happen to him. Uh, don't show up without a new contract, dog. You, your game, the way that he plays is too damn uh, risk risky for him to be playing uh, on a one-year deal. Nah, man. I hope somebody gets to him and tells him to chill out, get your money, and show up. But then we got some funny stuff and some some, some stuff that was going on uh, down in Miami where Tyreek Hill is the new man in town, just got traded from the Kansas City Chiefs to the Miami Dolphins and got a new contract that before uh, your, your boy from um, – from the Rams became the the highest uh, paid wide receiver. It was Tyreek Hill for a couple of months. And he got down to Miami and he's on his podcast talking with his agent, Drew Rosenhaus. And basically him and Drew and Drew was talking about how when he was in Kansas city, he wasn't getting all the opportunities. And sometimes they just weren't using him the way that he thought he should be used, which one, uh, I don't know if Tyreek Hill understand how football works, but when you're really good and you've been setting the league on fire for a while, uh, the defense's job is to douse that fire, right? Uh, Tyreek Hill experienced that this past year where everybody took away the deep ball and made them go underneath, made Patrick Mahomes check down, check down, check down. And so for that case, Tyreek Hill wasn't available to catch all the balls that Tyreek Hill is normally catching. But then he said something else that was a little, 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 little crazy. Um, Tyreek Hill was on his podcast, and he said that, uh, you know, if he got to take a, the strongest arm quarterback that between the two, they were asking him to compare the two. They're asking him to actually compare Patrick Mahomes to Tua Tagovailoa. And he said, if I got to, you know, if you talk about arm strength, I got to go with uh, with one five, you know, Patrick Mahomes. But as far as we talking accuracy, man, Tua all day. And the internet had a field day with that. I mean, I had a field day with that. I I I commented and asked if uh, Tyreek Hill had gotten to Miami and started getting on them bath salts because <laughs> he need to be drug tested. Like, yo, now, okay, we might find out because this is what's going to happen. This is going to be the referendum on Tua's career because now he's got Jalen Waddle and he's got Tyreek Hill. He's got Gasecki. He's got weapons. There is no other thing to find out except is this the guy to throw the ball? And Tyreek Hill swears that this dude is more accurate than Patrick Mahomes after catching some balls from this dude while they out there in T-shirts and shorts. I repeat, he is the more accurate quarterback after throwing with him in T-shirts and shorts. Tyreek, you got to wait for the bullets to fly. Man, what are you talking about? What is this? And I get it. You just got there. And you and Tyreek is just trying to be the, um, I think he's trying to be the, uh, the, the, the quarterback whisperer. Trying to whisper to, to Tua to, to make him feel good. You know, you got to say all the good stuff to him. And, yo, man, your new girlfriend got to look better than your old girlfriend. You, you got to always say that. You can't, you can't go to a new girl and be like, yeah, my old girl was way better than you. Man, you going to be up out the house. Yeah, you ain't, ain't going to be your new girl for long. Your new girl going to be your old girl, too. So you got to get there and start talking all the, yeah, yeah, I love, yeah, yeah. My new girl, man, she man, she cooked way better than the last girl. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, man, oh, smell better, too. Got to do all that. Got to do all that. So I get what Tyreek is doing. 
but chill, bro. Chill. You got your money. You know what I'm saying? You down in South Beach. You out of that cold environment in Kansas City. Relax. Because he's about to find out. It life's a whole lot different with Tua than it was with Patrick Mahomes. Because Tua is accurate. But it, it ain't hard for anybody to be accurate when you throw in a bunch of screens and, and dump-offs. Because that's what he does. Throw screens and dump-offs. And when he throws the ball down the field, he's throwing interceptions. So, so Tyreek Hill, best of luck with your new girl. But we gonna see. And I'm probably right. My name is Reggie Watkins. Thank you so much for listening. Rate us, review us, subscribe, comment. Don't be hating. We'll see y'all next week. Kevin Cleveland, thank you so much for running and producing the show. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Save big money now on new siding from LP SmartSide at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP SmartSide today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money.